Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. You're back in the zone. You know, we disagree on things from time to time, but one thing's for sure. I'm an Arkansas Razorback fan. <laughs> what do they say now here? Woo, pig Now, let's root for those hogs and stay tuned yeah, to the man, zone. Slam Sterner, play action, looking punch, goes down the middle. Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. This Clint Sterner is putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Welcome back, Clint. How are you? I'm doing well, man. How you guys doing? We're good. We're good. Um, you had a lot to say on Monday. Obviously, there was a lot of things to be frustrated about with what we saw from Arkansas over the weekend with BYU. So now that you've had a few days to marinate on it, how are we feeling? Oh, I feel the same. Uh, I feel the same. <laughs> very, very, very frustrated. And, and look, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily about this week's opponent as it is. I, I just hate to see teams ultimately um, waste, you know, opportunities to to perfect your craft, to to, to figure out your identity, to, to to strengthen and prepare yourself for the 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 LSU's of the world, and and so um, that, that's where a lot of the frustration comes from, and and it's just I hate when it's my squad doing it, man. So now the problem is, here's LSU, and and uh, either way you slice it, we gotta we gotta buckle it up uh, Saturday and got a game to play. Sorry to completely go off the rails here. I was just watching Stephen A. Smith throw out a first pitch at Yankee Stadium. That dude looks like he's never thrown a baseball before in his whole life. He bounced it. Like, that, that's not the issue. He bounced it twice. His form was so bad. It looked like he's never thrown a ball in his whole life. Yeah. Clint, have you thrown out a first pitch before? I've never thrown out a first pitch, but I guarantee you it'd look a lot better than that. I, I saw yeah. it. That, that wasn't quite – it wasn't 50 it, it wasn't fifty cent bad. Um, but but it was I mean, for a guy for a guy that talked. I mean, and, and look, he's a talking head and one of the best in the game. Now, no disrespect, but but what Stephen A. does different than a lot of talking heads is Stephen A. Then like tells everybody to pump the brakes and, and reminds everybody he was an athlete and he played ball and he did this and he did that, which is, which is fine. But then you go out there and you one hop home plate, man. I, it's uh. <laughs> That's a tough look. Well, I don't know what sport he played, but he never played anything where he had to throw something, it looks he, like to he's me. He's some sort of basketball player. He thinks he's uh, like a Pat Bradley three-point shooter. But, guys, it, it, it baffles me. And, look, it's each their own. I mean, look, I, I know everybody's raised a little different and everybody's got got uh, got their own. But, like, I when I see somebody that just, like, the 50-cent throw, and, and Stephen A is, is on the verge of it, but it's just like, I mean, did you never play catch? I'm talking yeah. about in the living room. With a tennis ball, when your mom said don't throw things in the house, did you play catch with somebody? <laughs> did you play a little wall ball? Did you did you ever throw anything overhand? I mean, it's, it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen when I see somebody that just can't literally throw something from point A to point B. Yeah, I don't get it. And obviously you're pretty gifted in that regard. Uh, by the way, we talked to your battery mate yesterday, and Luke's got a big game tonight, so uh, 
It was fun, fun visiting with him and reliving some some good memories. He was giving us some thoughts. He's he's frustrated too. We almost had to drag his thoughts out of the hogs, out of him. Obviously, you're not uh, as difficult to get thoughts out of, so that's good on that. But uh, okay, is there is there a path to success this weekend, Clint? And and even is there a path to hope if they happen to lose this weekend? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I mean, we've been two and two before. Um, I mean, Arkansas is, is, is an eight-win school anyway. You slice it. I think that's the bar. For, for me, it is. Yep. I mean, regardless of what we talk about year in, year out, we may say six on a rough year, we may say good year. But anyway, you slice it, I think the bar is eight wins. And at two and two, you still got a shot. Now, the, 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 the climb is steep as hell, but you, you've got a shot. Now, here's the deal against LSU is, is the, for whatever reason, uh, I, I, there's, there's no. I don't know that there's any um, uh, sane explanation for it. But for whatever reason, Arkansas, LSU has played down to Arkansas, and Arkansas has had the ability to play up to LSU on multiple occasions. When, when I would say the gap is, is has been larger than it is right this minute between Arkansas and, and LSU. Um, you look at how the game, you know, unfolded last year. I don't remember all the specifics. But I remember late in that ball game thinking that we at least had a puncher's chance to beat LSU, and they went on to, to win or to play in the SEC championship game. So um, this is a team that, with the right plan defensively, um, and I think you got to have answers from elite neighbors. Um, you can't get frustrated when when Daniels hurts you with his feet. Cause that's going to happen. He's going he's to get loose from time to time. Um, I think we're good enough up front to cause some problems and, and at least compete versus the run. Again, did I say you got to have an answer for neighbors? You got to have an answer for him, whether that's a double team or, or uh, your best corner plays plays his best football game, however that may be. And then you got a shot. Um, offensively, we've talked about what this team has to do, and it has nothing to do with LSU. Now it's harder to get accomplished versus LSU, obviously, but this it has nothing to do with LSU. Arkansas doesn't have five receivers um, that you can that you can depend on in, in clutch time. We're, we're four games into the season. We don't need to see guys. We don't need to see balls thrown to guys that you and I don't know, or that you and I, you and I, have never seen catch a ball in a Razorback uniform. Um, whether that's a hitch in a clutch moment coming out when you're backed up against your own goal line, or throwing fade routes to four different guys, I'm gonna tell you, you, you it, it, it took, and, and I loved all my guys, and, and Boo Williams was was as, as good a deep threat as anybody, and I, 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 I prefer to throw the goal route to Anthony Lucas every time. I, I threw 90 percent of my goal routes to Anthony. Probably 99% of my go routes to Anthony Lucas. Why? Because Anthony Lucas is the best deep ball, deep, deep, uh, deep ball receiver I had. No, nobody in nobody in, in college football has three or four guys you should be throwing go routes to. <laughs> so figure out figure out who that guy is. Put him in position to make those plays. Um, Titania is clearly a a, a a receiver that's got wiggle and speed. None of the other guys appear to have wiggle and speed. You got to get him touches. And and well, first and foremost, should have mentioned as I've said before, the dead horse that I'm going to beat is you got to get the run game going. Um, I was going to say, too, Daniels, the thing about him to me is the vertical threat is obviously there, and he's converting at a 74% rate, even though he's throwing downfield, which is amazing. Mm. So, gross. See, I was yeah, yeah, I no, was with Clint when from day one when Clint said Daniels just is lacking. Clint's exactly right because he is. Then I watched that whole game last week, and he looked like Joe Montana. So, Clint, I'm confused. Which is it? Is this guy lacking, or has he actually gotten better? Well, well, you you've got to decide, right? You got to decide which which Jalen, which one you want to ride with, which one you want to stick your flag in, right? For me, it, he's inconsistent. Uh, he hasn't consistently won from the pocket. Last week was unbelievably mm-hmm. impressive, no question about it. There's mm-hmm. no there's no doubt.
doubt about that. Um, and, I, and I think he and the LSU team, they have that in their bag to be really, really good and, and better than anybody thought, and they have the ability to beat anybody on the planet, but they also have the ability to lose three or four ball games this year. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's, that's indicative of Jalen Daniels. Now, what we got to decide is, did, did, has he matured and developed? Like all the commentators were in the floor, talking about in the Florida State game was, you know, this is a kid that keep him in the pocket and he's going to be inconsistent, mm-hmm. and, and that's your way to beat him. Has he developed, matured, and is it a different Jalen Daniels, or did he just go out and have and have one of them one of them just lights out ball games that that we see good quarterbacks in college football have from time to time? I mean that that's that's where we're at with Jalen Daniels, and this week will be big because this Arkansas is a defense that Jalen Daniels should be able to go out there with the talent that's around him and quarterback this team to a convincing win against Arkansas. Now, if he goes out there and wets the bed and all you get is some of that off-script play that we've seen, then we're right back in that boat with the inconsistent Jalen Daniels. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know exactly where, you know, how to answer that one because we've we got to see him put some back games back-to-back of big numbers and effortless, um, I mean, success like he did last week in order, in order for me to believe that's the dude you're going to get uh, and that's who he is as a quarterback. Right now we know he's got the big game in him. Mm-hmm. Um, but but is it can he can he eleven twelve thirteen games can he put it all together? Excellent. Do you pressure him? Do you bring the blitz after him, or or do you have to sit back in coverage and just try to contain I, him in the pocket? Well, what, what I what I tell you, man, to me, it, it, I contain him in the pocket. I spy him. I contain him in the pocket. Uh, I make him. I make him throw the the, the lower percentage throws. Like what, what to me, what you can't do in a situation like this if you're Arkansas. Is, is play the bend, don't break. Be scared of getting struck deep. Be scared of, of, of Malik Neighbors and, and him getting over the top of your defense. The big play to me is not your is, is not your your fear in this ball game. The the fear in this ball game is that Jalen Daniels ends up rushing for eighty yards and he, and, he, and, he, and he just just cuts your knees on third and long two or three different times in critical mm-hmm. moments. Um, the the the, what I wouldn't want to see when I go back and watch film of Arkansas doesn't win this game is that they, they gave him easy underneath throws all day long, um, you know, thinking that 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 they're they're protecting from the the big play or from the explosive play. Like I believe you got to get in their face. Uh, I believe you got you, you can play man behind, but but your rush has got your rush has got to be a controlled rush. The whole point is you want to keep him in the pocket, whether that's with a spy or that's with your rush itself, like how you. Your four guys rush, and they're not rushing past the quarterback. They're not creating big lanes for him to run. So do you do it with a rush and build a wall, or do you do it and just cut your rush loose and, and let a spy that's a better athlete than Jalen Daniels spy on? Do you play man behind that? Can you play some kind of zone behind that? That's totally up to, to Arkansas. They can do it all, but but I think you got to keep him in the pocket, and I think you've got to force him to throw those deep balls. you got to force him to throw low-percentage balls. you got to you got to make it chaotic around him. Uh, and around the receivers, or you know, last week I, I didn't watch that complete game, but I know I watched the highlights. There was a lot of dudes that were wide open uh, in in um, in that Mississippi State game, and that, that's just what you can't afford. I have not heard people talking about him as a Heisman candidate, but he should be a pretty serious contender. I mean, there aren't too many dudes leading their team in passing and rushing right now, mm. and hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully Arkansas doesn't get burned on both. Pick your poison. Uh, let's move on to the other games, and usually we're talking about a guy at Alabama as a Heisman candidate. That is not the case this year. We're not even sure they have a starting quarterback that they feel good about, Clint. What happens this weekend with Ole Miss? Man, that's, that's a good question. I, I'm, 
I'm going Alabama all the way on this one. I look, I Jalen Milrow. I know the kid personally. He's the Houston area kid. I've actually worked with him a couple of times. He, he's um, he he is a very raw passer of the football as we've all seen, but he is an elite athlete, and 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 he's got he's got some some pretty solid leadership qualities. I think that team is better off with him driving the ship. I don't believe that their national championship hell they may not even be college ball playoff worthy, but they're still going to be a a you know a, a the top team in the West, if not um, neck and neck with LSU in the, in the West. A down year for them, obviously, is just is boy, you didn't make the college ball playoffs. It's not that you fell to the bottom of the middle of the, the SEC West. So you know, look, I think I think Jalen Milrow is the guy. I think they're a better football team with him, and and Nick Saban and this football team is dangerous after the start that they've gotten. I, I like. I like Alabama in this game, and I like Milrow to go off. I, I think they've got to do they got to do a better job of, of putting him in position to, to play to his strengths. I mean, putting him in gun, catching the ball, and, and going through progressive progression pass games, like what we talked about with Arkansas. Mm-hmm. That's not it with Jalen Milrow right now. He's not yeah. there. He's not there yet. He's got to be able to uh, have some design runs. He's as explosive as anybody on the field, and so. I think I think Bama takes it out on Ole Miss. Clint, the A and M lines up to eight now, and this is a game they cannot afford to lose if they're going to get anywhere close to accomplishing what your anticipation was before the season. It's been pretty good, and I also think Miami's better than most of us anticipated. Yeah. So that loss is looking less terrible. We'll see when they start playing quality competition. But um, obviously, this is a game they cannot afford to lose if they're going to have any chance to compete in the West. Yeah, absolutely. You're spot on. And, and, and it's, a, it's a game they can't afford to lose. Jimbo Fisher's going to keep his job. I mean, yeah. there's, there's already rumblings. They don't, that money is not an issue. That maroon money, they call it, in College Station. I, I do, it's not an issue with that, with that program. They're, they're going to they're I mean, buy him out if he can't get it done at this point in time. And so this, this is a, oh, a yeah. monster game. This is a monster game for him, no, no question about it. And, and look, let's be honest. It, it, it is for us as, as Arkansas fans, we watch, as we watch A&M, um, you know they they slipped up against uh, against Miami as you mentioned. Um, I, I think I, I agree with you, Justin. I think Miami is a much better football team. Van Dyke's back. I mean that kid can spin it. And um, so we're just trying to figure out who the hell A&M is at mm-hmm. this point in time, right? Um, I, I I still believe that they're a really good football team, but this week will, will tell me a lot. No question. This is a week where if you're as good as I think you are, and as good as as quite frankly the, the everybody in college football has thought you were the last two years. Then this is this is a ball game where you got to go out and dominate and get the victory. And then uh, any thoughts? A lot of people are expecting Oregon to skull drag Colorado this weekend. Are you on board with that, or are you thinking something else? Yeah, no, I like Oregon in this game, man. I, I, it's big, actually. I, I do. I, I think uh, I think Dion comes back down to earth. I, I would give him an outside shot if Travis Hunter was healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you lose when you lose your best defensive back, who happens to be one of the best corners in America, and your best receiver, who I mean, I, I I'm not going to go out on that limb yet, but he's one of the better athletes on the offensive side of the football in all of college football and so i mean how good is he as a receiver a lot of folks think he's a better receiver than he than he is um than he is db but but when you lose that one guy and, and those two positions um that value on both sides of the football it, it, some schools can withstand that uh colorado's not one of them and I, yeah. I think these next two these next two weeks man Dion comes back down to earth and noise around that organization or that program quiet down quite a bit yeah they're not leaning on hunter in the passing game as much as a lot of people think he hasn't caught any touchdowns this year and they've thrown 10 he's their third leading receiver i think but you're right the threat of having him in there and they can use him in a lot of different ways certainly hurts them and obviously the defensive part of it's uh not good so i do expect a relatively high scoring affair i think colorado will find a way to put a few points up and i think oregon's going to score as much as they want to so 
We will see. Yeah, just that's the one thing I, I don't. I, with, with Oregon, I haven't watched enough Oregon this year to, to know what their defense looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I'm still I'm still curious to see what Colorado looks like against the big boys. Look, I love TCU. I love what Sonny Dykes did at TCU. I love the run they made. But but there's there's when, when you when you line TCU up with the with the heavyweights mm-hmm. in college football. The, the the roster just ain't the same. No, it's a, the dudes just ain't the same. That's a below and, and average I, team this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so especially when you're talking about these big boys, and, and I think just Oregon is one of those teams that on paper roster roster wise can line up and and versus other college teams have a huge advantage by the mm-hmm. dudes that they got in the form. Just the, the the strength, the mm-hmm. size, the speed, all that kind of stuff. The play in the trenches. And we've yet to see Colorado against one of those teams. And, and I don't yeah. think it's going to be pretty when they when they do match up with one of them. Very good. All right, Clint, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. And Motorsports Authority, have a great week, and we'll talk to you on Monday. All right, boys, y'all be good. Go home.